0: I just thought it looked really cool. And I was like, whatever that is, let's name our band after that.
1: All right, John and Sam from Kalimasi. How are you guys doing?
0: Good, man. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing okay. You know, it's been an interesting day, but, um, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, life's been Pretty good overall. Uh, It's stoked to have you on the show. I know that we had to kind of jump through a few scheduling hoops to get this rolling. So I'm glad that we were able to finally get this uh, together. So yeah, pleasure to have you here. Um, You know, so Kali Masi is a band from Chicago, punk rock band, who are currently about to release a new record called Laughs on Take This to the Heart Records. And uh, yeah, it's available for pre-order now. Uh, It's a follow up to their last uh, full length called Wind Instrument, which was released in 2017, which uh, there was another uh, b sides record called Square Pegs released in 2020. But uh, yeah, so this is obviously going to be an interesting thing for you guys to be doing. Like, I mean, anyone releasing music during this whole crazy time, it's been kind of a a, a wild experience, but uh, we're coming towards the end of the pipe. It's coming out here and later this month, actually. So. You know, stoked to have you on. I'd love to kind of pick your brain a little bit about what you guys have been up to and what's in the future. So, you know, right off the bat, you know, I'd, I'd love to kind of get an idea. So tell me a little bit about Kali Masi, where you're from, how the band started, you know, just a little bit of a history of the band.
2: Uh, I was thinking about this today. My first memory of Kali Masi was, um, so we were called the, the Howl for the first like five years um, of this band. Um, I was a junior in high school and Sam and I went to the same high school and he, then, uh, we lived in a suburb called Naperville, a suburb of Chicago. And, um, he moved to Chicago for school and his freshman year, he would come back to Naperville from the city and, uh, we started jamming and my first memory of this band is him showing me, uh, the guitar riff to uh, Tremors from our first EP um, in your parents' basement Sam um, and then it all it just all started from there
0: yeah that was like uh, 2012 maybe even 2011 so we've been kind of cracking away at it for a long time and touring a whole bunch the whole the whole time that we've been a band um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're four piece. There are two other dudes in the band, Anthony and, and Wes. And uh, yeah, we're like, yeah, we're about to put out our second full length, which I mean, two full lengths in 10 years is uh, not, the, not the best track record as far as like, you know, um, staying super active. Um, not that we haven't been active the entire time. We just put out records kind of slowly. Um, but yeah, me and John met in high school through music and skateboarding and, you know, have been just doing the thing since then.
1: Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing to kind of mention about. You know, you've you've had this you know length, this time together as a band, and you've only released a couple of you know full lengths during that time. But I think there is a lot to be said about quality over quantity. You know, and I mean, you know, I've listened to your guys' music. I think it's great. I think it sounds awesome. And you know, uh, I I'd imagine that in in the in the long run, it's I guess better to have waited. release a more quality record than just churned out a bunch of stuff over and over but i guess at the other side of that coin though uh there can be some some good stuff coming out of i guess the practice of releasing music more often and I, i mean i i think that nowadays uh there there might be a little bit more to releasing smaller doses quicker you know um, I mm-hmm. think especially with like the, um, the marketing aspect of music and the way that we promote bands, because for a long, long time, it kind of seemed like the way that we did these things was you would, you know, work, 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 put together your best set of songs, and then, uh, you know, put together the album of the best songs you had. And even if you had to sit on them for like five years, you would release it. But now it seems like if you release two or tr- two or three songs, every few months, that's a little bit better in terms of keeping you in the spotlight. I mean, what, what do you think about that?
0: Um, I mean, I, I think uh, maybe I'm a little bit old school in that respect, but I, I really do love albums. And I think that while that, yeah, it is true that like it's better for bands to release like EPs and just like some bands just exist on singles, you know, some bands just release singles. And like, um I think that that's really interesting. Um, But to me, it always seems like that is more of a path to like, if you release the EP, then you can sell more merch or you can plug this other thing. It almost becomes like a, a way to put more momentum behind uh, selling products rather than like growing your band at times. And I, I don't mean any offense by that um, to bands that operate that way. Um, but I think for us, we're just like, we're really focused on like putting records out that we know are going to be around probably after the four of us are not around anymore. And like, so I think it's important to like, like you said, quality over quantity. If I could write songs that I was super proud of like every single day and release them i would do that every single day um but i think we release records when we're ready to and i think that that's a good way to operate
2: yeah i think like there is a lot of pressure to stay relevant like in music and i'll always be like the hot new thing um but i just think like what sam was saying substantially like that's just not really going to work out in the long run. Um, I think if, if you're trying to like play, play music for a while or keep your band going, like a longer than a few years, I I like sometimes worry about bands who like try to churn out content as much as possible. Cause you, you definitely see them burn out, you know, and I don't think we have any intention of burning out. And I don't think we have any intention of putting out music that like feels rushed or, like, life's pretty long, like, people are going to want music forever, so I would, and, like, if you put out a record, um, you might, like, want it to be out as soon as possible, but I think, you know, in retrospect, 30 years down the line, you're probably not, you'd you'd regret not waiting, like, a little bit longer just to make it something that like you're proud of.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: think, yeah, and I, I also, I also kind of feel like, uh, you know, if you're gonna, like, Say you put out one record that people are like, I love this. This is amazing. Where's the next one? And then you're like, shit. And you put up the next one and the next one. And you're just like, like you said, just churning them out. I don't see where that gets you. Like, I think that it maybe gets more eyes on you. But eyes, the, the more eyes and the more media and press and fans and stuff, it, it just turns into more pressure for you to just keep doing that. And that just seems like it would turn into a downward spiral. You know, like we're very, very few musicians, especially in punk rock, are going to be rich. Um, you know, much less than will be even remotely famous. So like, none of those, those are maybe the two pathways outside of just like having a massive body of work by the time you've released five records. Um, So I just don't see where that would get you. Like objectively, like if you were just going to churn out a bunch of records, I just think that that would end you somewhere you don't want to be. And it would disconnect you from probably the reason why you fell in love with music in the first place.
1: Yeah, I I think that's totally valid and totally fair. Um cuz I definitely agree with you that um the whole pressure to to release content like this content driven, you know, society that we're in where you know, likes and follows and you know, trying to put together like smart quips on TikTok, um you know, just just to kind of remain in the public eye um, it's kind of like, a, like a, a weird byproduct of like the attention span of people just kind of like diminishing and dwindling into like the small little pockets because we're just inundated with media, with media all the time, right? Whether or not it's music or movies or TikTok videos or, you know, stuff on YouTube or however you choose to get your media, um, it, there's just a ton of it now. And, it mm-hmm. you know, because before it used to be, you had TV, you had the radio, and then you had physical media. Um, but now it's like, we carry around these media devices with us wherever we go. And I mean, what do we do when we're bored? You know, we flip on whatever. And, you know, I, I think that that's totally, uh, a great thing to, to talk about with, you know, as a musician, especially like within like the, the punk rock world, um, you're right. Like most bands are not going to be able to turn this into a career. They're just not going to, and um, the ones that do good on them and hopefully they can sustain that and, and go the rest of their lives and do it. I mean, it it can happen, but it's pretty rare. And um, yeah. I think it's good to have that, um, that presence of mind, you know, knowing that, okay, like, you know, I, I would rather just focus on the quality, no matter how long it takes and really something that we're happy with. And then everything else is like the icing on the cake. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's great. And, um, you know, so I, I, am curious about like, so take this to the heart records. How did you guys, uh, end up working with them?
2: Uh, you want to answer that Sam? It's take this to heart records. No, oh bad. my
1: bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Take this. It's to okay. Heart. Yeah. yeah um, um,
0: yeah. Take this to heart. Uh, I think we, when we were, we had just recorded our first record um wind instrument um and we were just shopping it around and talking to a bunch of people and we had never heard of take the start before they were like uh, a much smaller label then than they are now and um joe urban the guy who uh founded the label and runs it uh, just took a liking to our band and um yeah just reached out and it was a nice fit i mean we were uh you know pretty careful about like who we were going to uh team up with, you know. Um and yeah, he's been super supportive um throughout this the first record and this next record and it's it's been cool uh to be on a label that's kind of growing at the same kind of rate as your band is, you know. Um so yeah, we uh we met on the first the first record.
1: Nice. And uh I mean in in terms of like the 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 I I guess the 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 label aspect like from a like a family aspect like do you feel like like that's something that you will want to continue with down the road like probably working with the same people like going forward
0: i think just working with whoever wants to we we have this discussion as a band a lot that like it's really important to um make sure that maybe instead of like the biggest label or the biggest look like you just have people that are on your team that want to be on your team and want to do the thing that you're doing. Because like at the end of the day, like me and Anthony and Wes and John are the people who are creating what we want to create. And like um, we just need people to go like, yeah, I agree with that. And I want and I believe in it. And like whoever that is, like, of course, of course, you can be on our team. Like we'd love to have you. Um, So as long as that is in the conversation, like, yeah, whoever.
1: Sweet. Uh, another question for you guys. How did you come up with the name? Kali Masi. Like, where does that come from?
2: Uh, Kali Masi is a type of chicken. Wow. If you look it up, it's, uh, I think Sam, you saw a picture of the chicken online or in a magazine or something and yeah. uh, looked it up and it's a uh, type of chicken. It's also known as Kadaknath. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But yeah. We, we, I just,
0: I just thought it looked really cool and i was like whatever that is let's name our band after that that, that feels right
2: yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, jet black chicken like even the organs and the the skin and every the eggs are all all black
1: oh interesting yeah yeah I, i'm not sure if i've ever heard of that before i mean i, I that's why i asked because i mean i had never heard what Kalimasi was i wasn't sure if it was like something that you guys made up or, I mean, I, I assume that it's something like you probably found in like a book or something, but like maybe it was like a character mm-hmm. or something, but. Um, yeah no, that's that's get, interesting i mean band we names get the so... indiana
2: jones question a lot oh right because i guess there's a line in indiana jones like "Kali Ma" or something yeah but i i don't even remember that when we named it that
1: yeah i mean i, I think that that's kind of where my head went to the first time that i heard it, it was like you know kalima Day" or like whatever it is you know he, he does like yeah the, the beating heart scene in in temple of doom but uh no that's 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 cool and that that too well sure yeah yeah we got it from temple of doom i I love it yeah i I mean do you guys have a favorite indiana jones movie i don't know the difference difference. it's
0: fine i will say that the crystal skull i recently saw that and like had to shut it off
2: yeah
1: is that the shy of the
2: buff one yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah, it's pretty bad (laughs) and like i mean like i don't know how old you guys are like i'm 40 i'm 42 so i i grew up you know, like loving those movies when I was a little kid, you know, like, so Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, uh, just Last Crusade, Mm -hmm. great movies. Love them. I I don't think I've
0: seen Last Crusade. I had Raiders of the Lost Ark on uh, VHS and I've probably seen that one the most.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Last Crusade's great. It's got uh, Sean Connery in it. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. Sean, Sean Connery's kind of problematic these days, but he's also passed away but anyway uh moving moving on <laughs> um, uh so tell me a little bit about like the chicago scene i mean because you guys are from chicago and I, are you in chicago proper nowadays or are you outside of the city mm-hmm. like in the suburbs? or
2: yeah i live in yeah, avondale
0: mm-hmm. i'm in humboldt park so
1: okay i mean chicago is a, a big place so i mean I, 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 are yeah. you all pretty close to each other in proximity
2: a couple yeah. miles yeah okay yeah. Got it. We got practice space down the street that we all drive to and meet up a couple times a week. Yeah. It's all close, close for everybody.
1: Yeah. And I mean, so tell me about like what's going on in the Chicago scene right now. Like what, I mean, obviously nothing's happening right now, but uh, live
2: streams. <laughs> oh, really? Are, are
1: there a lot of live streams going on?
2: I don't know. I think so. Audio yeah. tree is here. So oh, yeah, a lot of bands not- will do that. Do like those little um, live stream audio audio tree staged sessions these days? Yeah, you
1: guys have one of those for sure, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah, there's there's a really supportive music scene in Chicago. It's funny that you ask about Chicago scene because um, we've done a few interviews for press around this record, and a lot of people are like pointing out to us that there is just a lot of cool stuff happening in our city right now. And I guess that didn't really occur to me, but there are like a lot of bands that are kind of like just starting to hit that level where people are noticing them kind of all, all at the same time. Um, I don't know how much water that opinion holds, but um, it, it, there are like, um, you know, uh, there's there's a great history of awesome punk bands like Aqualine Trio and Lawrence Arms and um, Hey Mercedes and Braid, I guess, are from central Illinois and bands like that. Um, but uh, yeah, there's like uh, Rap Boys and Into It Over It and uh, Sincere Engineer and Beach Bunny and stuff like that. Um, there's, there's a really strong music scene here. And it's people who are just like totally down to like work super fucking hard on the music they're putting out. And uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to be around for
2: sure. Yeah, I always joke that there are like 300 different music scenes in Chicago and I haven't haven't met most of them, <laughs> you know, there'll be like really, really good bands like on the other side of the city or whatever that I just you never really run into because there are so many talented people here and it's, you know, a pretty big city.
1: Right. I uh, are you guys familiar with Brian Moss, like from the band Hanalei, Great Apes or the Ghost or the Wonder Years or any of those bands? Do they? I know those like?
0: bands. I don't know him.
1: Anyway, he, yeah, he was the guitar player and the singer in a lot of those bands, but he lived in Chicago for a long time. And I actually had him uh, as a guest not that long ago. And we were talking a little bit about uh, the difference between like the Chicago scene versus like, say, the San Francisco Bay Area scene, because he's been involved in both, you know, quite extensively. He lived yeah. in Chicago for years and then he's lived in the Bay Area for for years. And, you know, one of the things that he mentioned was that, um, you know, Chicago is just so, so much bigger. You know, like like in terms of like the not, 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 to, not only the amount of space that it takes up, but just the, you know, the, the amount of people. And I think the history, too, because it's been around a little bit longer. And, I, you know, I, I don't know, d- based on your guys' experiences, I mean, is there anything that you would say is like a, a key differentiator between the Chicago punk rock scene versus other scenes that you've kind of been in, exposed to? I'm just always I'm curious about that yeah you know
0: yeah I mean I and this is just like my blunt opinion is that it, I mean the culture of the Midwest is working class people and it's a working class music scene um, there's not a lot of uh, it, there is showmanship but it's not in the same way that you would get out of like my experiences like when we played shows in LA for the first time or like New York City especially where like you know, there's such a community in Chicago where like everybody helps each other load in and load out and make sure people get paid and, and watches each other's sets. And then like playing shows in small clubs in New York city, where like you show up for your set, your fans show up for your set and then you leave and your fans leave after your set. And it's like, oh, this isn't a bill. It's four separate 30 minute sets. And like, I don't, I'm not here for that really. So like, uh, I, uh, I don't know i guess that was my experience like when we first started touring in the united states i was just like there are amazing musicians all over the country and amazing bands all over the country and the way that we do things is uh always a little different and interesting to see but i think that in chicago there's just like it's just so blue collar um and i i just think that that's really apparent um when you see when you see bands just how they interact and how they play and you know how they how they market themselves too
2: yeah, there's definitely something to say too with, and I think we've talked about this before. Like, um, since we're in the center, you know, we're in the Midwest or whatever, we can drive 10 hours to the East Coast and play shows and, like, kind of go to the East Coast a couple times a year. And then we could drive 10 hours west and play shows in the West Coast. Where I feel like it's probably a bigger deal, maybe, if for West Coast bands to go to the East Coast and vice versa. Do you know? So we're kind of like, mm-hmm like when we first started touring we do a we do a month long tour out west and then like 6 months later we would do out east and then out west and then out east and like i don't know how like bands from like fucking maine or something i don't know how often they can they can drive out to like southern california and play shows you know
1: yeah i mean that, that that's a substantially different kind of undertaking you know unless unless you're flying you know, and then renting or something like that, but then that the costs get so much crazier. And yeah, I mean like with, with tsunami bomb, so I play in tsunami bomb and, you know, we don't really have the, the option to do like these, you know, bigger tours, you know, because of like just our our daily lives and family obligations and such. So we, we usually just do like little pockets and, you know, we just typically, you know, we, we fly and then we rent a van and then we just do the two or three dates and then we, come home you know depending on where we're going and you know that's really worked great for us um because you know thankfully we have a great um you know booking agent and you know we're able to kind of you know make that work that way um but uh yeah i mean like but years and years and years ago you know shoot the band was doing like two and three month long tours and just like i mean when when this all kind of gets over with you know keeping our fingers crossed that it's you know by the fall like they're predicting Um, you know, do, do you guys have anything kind of in the works right now for touring?
2: Yeah, we have a European tour booked, um, for November that we've rebooked like three times now. Um, and we keep just having to postpone it and yeah, fingers crossed that it happens. Um, we've been to Europe once before and it was very fun, interesting, unique experience that we want to go again. Um, so yeah, we're just hoping like once everything's safe, um, and that people are safe and people are healthy and that we can have a fun successful tour that we can we can go in november honestly it m- might get pushed back again but so far uh tickets are on sale and we uh we're practicing for it so
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's kind of interesting like i think the last big tour we did was in europe and then you know we had some time off we worked on the record covid hit uh, it's been a bunch of, uh, it's been a super long time since we toured the United States. Um, since we, we did the last extensive one that we did was with less than Jake and it was so fun. And it was like, I don't I, I'm, I'm never thought I would be so like, uh, like homesick for a United States tour, but like, I just kind of haven't driven around this place in kind of a long time and I fucking miss it. Um, so I'm really looking forward to whenever, you know, um, it seems like a question mark for Europe. But through the grapevine, you know, that we're, we all have our ear to, it seems like U.S. might be in good shape for the fall. And I'm I'm very interested in how different touring is going to be um, right after COVID kind of concludes and we're in that first, like, feeling it out kind of thing because it's going to be small clubs and half-filled rooms and, like, a little bit of, like, shell shock. Um, kind of uh, just interacting with each other is going to be different. Can you imagine, like sharing a microphone after the band just used it like that's gone no way like it's gonna be so different and um i'm i'm looking forward to fucking all of it man i'm just i'm just excited to get out of this room and and uh (laughs) back back to see people you know
1: yeah Yeah. i mean it's it's been such an incredible like shared head trip you know to kind of deal with you know being in our homes for this long and, and not being able to do the things that we're so used to doing and taking for granted, like casually going down to the bar and having a few beers with your friends or casually going to a club to go see some band that you've never heard of, or, you know, casually just getting onto public transportation to go to work or something like that. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it, you know, but, um, you know, once I get the vaccine, I'll feel a lot better, you know, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that by May first, like I guess they announced that May first is when they're supposed to let everyone be eligible. So we shall see. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Does
2: uh, tsunami bomb have shows? I don't know how active you guys are. I definitely recognize the name. Do you guys have shows lined up, or had to cancel shows or anything?
1: So we didn't have anything that got canceled. um, Like because we we had done a small run of shows prior to Uh the the shutdown and, you know, we had things that we wanted to do, but nothing had been set in stone. Um, There were like a few festivals that we were kind of hoping for, but uh, we never got the word on those anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving into later this year, we've been talking about it, but nothing is in the works really, you know, I think, I think really we're just kind of waiting to see because, you know, we, we released our last record in 2019 at the end of the year and Mm -hmm. we were hoping to kind of capitalize on some small pocket touring in early 2020 to, to really help launch that. But yeah, you know, we, we, what could we do, you know? So
2: yeah. Were um, you on the, you're on the Fest lineup?
1: No, we're, we're not on Fest this year. No. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely where
2: I recognize it.
1: Yeah. We did it in 2000, uh, nineteen and 2018
2: though okay cool yeah so we yeah we've definitely crossed paths on do you, yeah, you know I mean, like dfmk
1: mm-hmm. totally yeah
2: okay got it definitely recognize your band
1: yeah yeah those guys are great and uh, i mean I, I caught you guys at fest i believe um i can't remember if i saw you guys at Poza either did you guys play Poza in 2019 19 no, yeah, maybe. maybe I don't remember. Seven, yeah, I'm or... trying to remember because I know I know. So I remember I saw you guys, and I'm, now I can't remember which which fest it was. But I remember asking somebody. I was like, "Who are these guys? These guys are great." And they're like, "Oh yeah, this is Kali Masi. I'm like, "Oh, that's rad." You know.
2: So that was the. Was first it first at uh like that the foo the foo record the <laughs> no the <laughs> the <foo-foo laughs> venue in Montreal? For oh, Pusa.
1: um, oh, what's it Fou called?
2: Uh, or whatever. Oh, uh,
1: <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. The um, yeah. The mechanic, like the the something. Oh God! No.
2: I don't know. Whatever. Um, it's gone. But yes, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah gone, I think it was like dude. 2017. We last time. We oh okay. It it was, well, that was, yeah. Was we awesome. didn't say
1: 2017, but regardless. No, I I I remember seeing you guys, not knowing who you were, and asking somebody who you were, and somebody was like, oh yeah, this is Kalimasi, and that's the first time I, I had been exposed, and I liked what I heard. And then you know, fast forward. You know, I, I've heard your songs here and there over the, over the years, and you know, I, I caught wind that you guys were going to be doing this new record. So, um, no, it was it's it, it's great that we were able to connect and and get this rolling. Um, I mean, this podcast has been kind of an interesting way for me to keep busy during the pandemic, and um, I mean you know, it's, it's kind of like a labor of love and I I just enjoy getting to, to meet new, new folks and hopefully we'll cross paths down the road later too. But Uh, you um, guys are going to be hopefully going out to Europe for this new tour. And then, I mean, you know uh, yeah, like, you know, talking about like the way that things are going to be kind of different and odd, you know, once shows start happening, you know uh, it's going to be interesting because like so many bands are going to be trying to vie for the the spots at the clubs that are open because you know unfortunately we have lost some clubs over this time like we've lost diy spaces we've lost clubs um and let's face it like the bands that have bigger names and bigger draws are going to be the ones who are given you know the uh priority which is i mean you know let's face it the the clubs that run like a business are going to have to do that for their own benefit which is fine but i do wonder like how bands who are on like the the mid to smaller tier you know are going to be able to to kind of see through that and get like maybe the, like some of those better shows or maybe more shows to fill out a tour like a proper tour um like what what do you think what do you predict do you predict anything like specifically about that or or do you do you think that that's like a fear that isn't really founded at anything
0: I think that's I mean that's a totally uh realistic thing to you know like you said a lot of smaller venues have closed and the ones that are still open are really money hungry right now and of course like you know the killers should probably play an arena but they're probably going to play some pretty huge club shows in the next year and i hope that whoever's booking those shows has the moral true north to like scoop up some smaller bands and throw them on like some locals on every bill you know like that would be the cool thing to do. But uh, people in this industry, for some reason, aren't always the coolest. So I'm sure they'll just follow the money around. Um, But I I mean, I think that with COVID, a lot of people were like, what's going to happen to music? Like, music's not fucking going anywhere. The music industry took a huge hit and will continue to rebuild and figure itself out. But like, music it's just like you know when we were fucking kids and we wanted to play music We find a place to to play and find people that want to go and you know that will happen forever it will it doesn't matter if money exists it doesn't exist doesn't matter who's in power doesn't matter who's like what's going on like people will always fucking play shows and they will always find a, a, a corner of their apartment to put a drum kit and a rug down and like Charge a buck for beer, like it's not going anywhere, and that's a a super optimistic viewpoint on it. As far as like answering your question, Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the big venues and the big tours. I don't fucking know. I hope we get on some of them, but um, we're (laughs) definitely going to play shows. I mean, I don't, I don't care where.
1: Yeah, I, I know that a lot of people that I've spoken to about this are kind of hoping, honestly, that it goes back to. More house shows and more like DIY places and like smaller little like cafes and stuff like that because to to them it's it's much more intimate you know and you know you you win some things from that but you also lose some things from that like I mean, maybe you won't have as good of sound quality like you won't have like these top notch like sound you know systems or you might not have like a dedicated sound person who does monitors or whatnot but the emotion the feeling is still there and I think you're totally right like I think I think that people will find a way to make it, I mean, they're, they're already making it happen, even with all the restrictions and whatnot. And I mean, I think that's tacky as fuck personally, but you know, but it is happening. Um, And when it's safer to do it um, I do hope that places are, like you said, like doing that due diligence to kind of keep it more open for everyone that's involved, because, you know, something that I can speak to, and I'm, I'm not sure what your experience with this is, uh, from your guys' angle or like what it's been in Chicago, but a lot of smaller bands are the ones that have really driven a lot of like the benefiting towards these clubs. Like, I know that like in the Bay area, you know, we have a place like bottom of the Hill, we have a place like El Rio, we have Gilman, you know, we have these smaller spaces and it's not that bigger bands haven't done any, haven't done nothing, but a lot of smaller Bay area bands have really driven like that. Hey, like we need to save these places, like, because where else are we going to play? You know, we want these places to exist. We want them to be around. Um, So, I mean, has that been happening in Chicago?
0: Yes. Uh, With there's a, there's a, the most, the uh, one that comes to mind the most is the venue empty bottle in Chicago. It's been around forever. Um, and yeah, you don't see, uh, you know, the bands that have surpassed a room like that to play huge rooms going back to save the bottle. Um, you see little bands that are like that need it, you know, that need that home, um, that are like scrapping together the benefit, the benefit t-shirts and the benefit GoFundmes and stuff. And, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know why that is. Well, I do know why that is. I wish it was, I wish it was, uh, you know, the people with, uh, that have made a, a living off of music that were able to like throw some money at where they came from. Uh, I'd like to think that I would do that if I were in that position. Um, but yeah, I, I've totally seen the same thing.
1: Yeah. it's killer. Um, so with this new album coming out, it's on pre-order right now, go pick it up. Uh, you were telling me before we started that you were actually trying to put together a, like an album release, like a virtual one. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So do you want to dish out any information about that as of, as of right now? Like I, you said, it was kind of in its infancy. So maybe like all the details aren't fleshed out, but I mean, is there any info that you'd be willing to share about that?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be through uh booze cruise, uh, the European festival. So, uh, um, but it's not, I mean, it's on the internet. So anybody can go obviously. Um, but yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to figure out a way to make it really special. I know the live stream thing has like really just, no one needs it. (laughs) You know, like, I just don't think people are like stoked to see live, a lot of live streams going on, but, um, we're, we're knocking our heads together to make it really fun and make it a little different. So, um, yeah, just keep an ear out for it. We're still, we're still kind of building up what we want to do for it, but, um, yeah, it'll, it'll likely be like on a, like a Facebook event or something like that. And, um, yeah i don't know john do you have anything on
2: that oh man uh it sucks like putting out a record and not being able to get with people in a physical room and like celebrate it or play it at least play it like live um but we're doing what we can you know like there are a bunch of you know people are coming up with creative ways of celebrating their records and stuff like that and um yeah i don't know we'll see we're gonna we're asking some we might ask some friends bands if they want to like also play some songs on it um we might do like a little interview thing or like and show some of our videos on it um so yeah it'll be good
1: yeah 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 i like that um you're kind of going back to the chicago thing a little bit who are some bands from chicago uh like and I'm. Uh, this is a precursor to my next question, which I already kind of gave you a, uh, um, a heads up on. But who are some bands from Chicago specifically that you like? Some of your favorites, like historically.
2: Um. Oh, just yeah. the
0: whole the whole history. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I remember uh, one one of the first times I heard Alkaline Trio. Sam was I went to your MySpace page and. My Little Needle was uh, one of your MySpace songs. so I was like, yeah. I, I hadn't li- listened to Alec Lantria before. I was like, <laughs> this, is, this is cool, this is cool. And uh, around that same time, a friend of mine got me into the Lawrence Arms, which is a band. I was like, yeah, this is sick, this is sick. But I didn't like fully appreciate it until uh, maybe like five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh what other Chicago band dude? Uh Maps and Atlases. We used to love Maps and Atlases. They're yeah. the Chicago band.
0: Maps and Atlas is awesome. I mean, outside of the Lawrence Arms thing, definitely I mean Sundowner. Um it connected, but still good. Um Downtown Struts and oh, Volume. Yeah. Um, both awesome Chicago bands. Um Cloakroom, I guess they're technically from Northwest Indiana, but they're amazing. Um our, our friends in Typesetter, they're an awesome band that have put out a few like really solid records. Um, Meatwave is uh, definitely, like probably my like current like number one Chicago band is is Meatwave. They're like just an amazing, if you like, uh, um, uh, what's the band they always remind me of? Holy shit. Per, per- I don't remember. Martyr? They're great. Yeah. No, not Proto Martyr. I mean, think kind of have a Proto Martyr thing going on. Hot snakes? Um, hot snakes yeah if you're like a hot snakes fan like your meat wave is just like an infectious fucking band they're so good um yeah, I, I got
1: turned on to them yeah. not that long ago actually and yeah i i was immediately like dude this is good this is really good <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah they're, and yeah, i love totally. i love hot snakes like hot snakes is fucking incredible yeah mm-hmm. yeah do you, so your um, favorite
2: chicago bands andy
1: oh my favorite chicago yeah. band of all time is easily smashing pumpkins
2: I was was almost going to say
1: that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like hands down. And I mean, like I, I wear that like a badge of honor. I fucking love the Smashing Pumpkins. I know people, people, you know, can say what they want about Billy Corgan. You know, he, whatever he's Billy Corgan, but they're like the band that got me into playing guitar, you know? So that's that, but you know, uh, other Chicago area bands that I personally really love, like I I love Alkaline Trio as well. um, Blue Meanies are fucking incredible um and let's see who else i mean hey mercedes are they from chicago proper or are they from somewhere else in illinois um
0: i think they're i think hey mercedes is a chicago band bob nana lives here now i don't know it could have been it could have been a champagne urbana thing Mm -hmm. or wherever they were from in central illinois but i i think it counts
1: yeah but hey mercedes is fucking awesome um i mean there's a bunch there's i mean chicago's such a rich you know uh music music city it has been for forever you know mm-hmm. but naked ray Gun. yeah um um,
0: um was an awesome like early top shelf band um sea of shit is an awesome hardcore band from here that um i think some of the same members yeah it, it's it's a good good music town i right. think
1: no absolutely um well okay yeah so this segues me to then my next question is like who are some bands that you just really want to give a shout out to like bands that you think people just need to have their eyes on and their ears on right now Out like from anywhere not even just in chicago
2: yeah john what do you think uh, dude all every band that i get into is either um because you sam are playing them in the van and i'm like dude nice who's this pretty good and then i look him up later or our friend joe always like gets me into gets me into music but i'm not like a huge music nerd in the sense that i'm like very good at discovering new music uh it usually has to take someone playing it like in our tour van for me to be like oh this is fucking cool um you you showed us that band kills birds sam that are really rad oh yeah
1: yeah, Kills Birds is great. I caught them actually opening for Hot Snakes and they blew my mind. They're great. Weird. Yeah. They're amazing. Wow. That record it, is so
0: good. It's, it's like very way good. up there for me. Yeah, yeah, they fuck.
1: Yeah, they I know that I know that they I think were just about to release a record or so, or no, they I think that they were about to like go on another tour with like some big band or something like that. But then it all like fell apart, but I caught that was that was actually one of the last shows I saw before the shutdown was Hot Snakes and Kills Birds in a small place in Oakland. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah.
0: I think I've seen a YouTube video from that show. I was like trying to find live sets and it was like right before COVID. Um, Maybe it was that. I don't know. Um, uh, The one that I wrote down is this band Growing Stone. Um, It's uh, Skyler, who used to play in Such Gold. And he, he has a ton of projects and all of them are worth listening. Two uh he's an incredible musician and a really fucking funny guy. All of that doesn't matter. Growing Stone has a record that just came out that I cannot stop listening to. It's so interesting and I, I I'm just gonna pick that one is like if you have to listen to a record from m- like what I'm suggesting, just like Growing Stone, it's called I had Everybody Snowed and it's just dope front to back. I just listen to it over and over and I get something different out of it every time. Sweet. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, shit, the, yeah. I mean, should yeah. I mean, because we already we already mentioned like a bunch of bands you know, that people should definitely check out just from Chicago alone. So I think I think yeah. that's a, a a plenty of bands for people to kind of get their eyes on. Um, but okay, and then so that leads me to my final question, and I like to throw this out to everyone. I know it's kind of an absurd, ridiculous question, but if you could only have five albums to pick for, to listen to for the rest of your life, what would they be?
2: This is like the question in a green room, like the whole, during that whole movie, they're like, what's your desert Island band? You know, Have
1: I you seen the movie? Movie, actually I should watch oh, that It's this weekend.
2: Yeah. It's brutal. It's
0: sneaky. Good. At first I was like, this sucks. And then it gets good. Like uh, it just turns heard. a corner. Yeah. It gets so good. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah so I love this question. First. Cause
0: it's like, it's like, I just like the scenario where you're going to be, on a desert island, but you're like, oh shit, my records. Oh fuck, I can only bring five, and you're like, oh, not sandinista I don't like enough <laughs> songs off of that one. So you're like, trying to like, you're and they're records, so you've got like these big records, and you're like, in a, I don't know, parachuting out of some plane towards the island. You're like, fuck, at least I have these. Like, um, and who <laughs> knows how long you're gonna fucking be there, man? You better yeah. bring some some double LPs. That's why yeah. I have London Calling on there for sure um i know that's like a you know maybe it's a little cliche of a punk pick but like if i'm gonna be breaking coconuts open i i need to be jazz like i need that and there's like it's such a dynamic record i don't have to tell you why you know why it's a great record i have um, sizza control i love that fucking record i love sizza um sleater Kinney the woods um that's a huge one for me uh elliot smith figure eight deluxe edition that came out last year uh because it's got a couple extra songs on there we don't know how long we're going to be on the island um
1: yeah
0: that's a good one um there's a hip-hop artist from chicago called saba and he has a record called care for me that uh is fucking way up there for me and uh tim hecker rave death 1972 it's a a noise record that uh i mean there's going to be those times on the island yeah you just need to blast the fucking noise and that's that's a that's a tried and true like one of my top 10 records of all times rave death 1972 so all right how about you john
2: dude very diverse selection um all right all right all right i got uh i got uh so neil young has been putting out these uh like old live albums lately like from like the like the seventies and eighties and nineties, like I guess he's just been sitting on and like kind of um, waiting to release whenever he feels like it. And one of them is Live at Massey Hall, nineteen seventy-one, I think. It's it's great. It's a it's a beautiful live record. Um, There's some really rad versions of his songs on that, and I listen to that once a year, and I'm, it it feels really good. I got that one. I got uh modest mouse good news for people who love bad news on there um that's that's kind of hard to decide which modest mouse album i'm gonna do yeah um because it kind of switches There are like three really good ones but that's the one that got me into modest mouse so i'm like i i gotta have that and it starts with world at large and it's a gorgeous song um like weird horns that just like laugh oh yeah horn intro (laughs) like a non-song yeah horn intro um all right and then for my saturdays oh no uh yeah i guess it goes horn intro into world at large and then into float on Mm -hmm. the rest of that record still gets really good um and then i put adele 21 when i'm you know trying to trying to sing along (laughs) when i'm feeling something
0: Feelings. Um, that's solid.
2: Yeah. Uh, I I struggled with the last two. I quickly wrote down Silent Alarm by Block Party. Um, Dope. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm afraid yeah. that I'm taking this question way too seriously, man. This isn't gonna happen. Um, and I wrote down the Arctic Monkeys album. Um, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Their first full their f- first full length super rad. I'm going to think of a That's really cool great one like, while I'm lying in bed tonight or something. But Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it is such guys... like an absurd question to throw at people because, you know, it's for anyone that really loves and consumes a lot of music. It's, it's hard, you know, to figure out like if I could only pick five to listen to forever, like what would they be? And, you yeah. know, especially like, you know, every, any album I think has the capacity to be that album. So yeah. You know, when, when, like, I mean, I have hundreds of records, you know, like how am I going to, how am I going to pick only five, but.
2: Have have any guests on this show asked you what your five were?
1: Uh, they have. And. Oh, I've,
2: damn it. <laughs> yeah.
1: What I always <laughs> tell people is like, I, I can tell you that I know for sure there'd be at least a Smashing Pumpkins record and there'd be at least one Fugazi record. But, you know, being on like, like if I had to like gun to my head, it'd probably be Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness probably in on the kill taker by Fugazi. Um, I'd probably have um, maybe I'll catch fire by alkaline trio. Um, I'd probably have kind of, or a uh, kind of blue by miles Davis. Cause that's a fucking flawless jazz record.
2: You know, I mean, mm-hmm.
1: it's just a flawless music album period. Yeah. It um, doesn't even have to be jazz. Um, and then I there's, you know, it's actually, there's this, there's, there's this obscure band out of Northern California. Uh, they're like this, jazz funk hip-hop fusion combo called cannonball and it's just fucking great you know it's like hip-hop and big band and swing and rap and funk and it's just everything that i love to like just kind of just get down with you know all in one place and it's a super long album and it's just tight dude like the musicianship is just killer. And I've seen those guys play live many times and just talk about like an inspiring band to just watch because they're just so good at what they do. And they're just, they're just so clean live. And like, I've caught them in big rooms and small rooms and they're just always so good. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if you're into that kind of music, um, you can find them on Spotify actually um, I, if, if that's music that you're into I can send you a link to it But um, they're yeah, not please, really
0: man. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah they're not really around anymore But they were around um, Back in like the early 2000s And all those guys still play Like they're all like professional musicians You know but for this like period of time They had this collective That they did as a group Called Cannonball And um, yeah just I, I could listen to that record Over and over but that, that would probably be my five gun to my head, you know? Nice. But um, yeah, no one
0: puts like a shit record on their top five. Like every time, like I've gone through the top five discussion with somebody, nobody like puts like, I don't know, like a shit, like a shitty clash record. No one's like cut the crap. Definitely. I just think it's worth another listen. Like every, it's always like, of course you got to have like a solid, modest mouse record. Even if you have like the poppiest, like of course you have on the impossible past on there or something like that. It's like, well, duh, I'm on a fucking desert Island for who God, God knows who how long, like right. it's always a good list. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I I figure you would want something that would be a little bit more like inspiring, kind of keep your hopes up a little bit, something maybe you could kind of get down to. You know, something like, mm-hmm. like, like the Adele record, like something that you could kind of like feel with or something like that, kind of, you know, touch that, <laughs> touch that sentiment, you know, so you're not C- just going- Cry
2: crazy. and lay
0: in the ocean. Exactly, yeah. yeah. The sand.
1: Dude, I mm-hmm. just want to
0: say that we, because you just reminded me of it, John, when we played, we played Riot Fest, um, the last, we played the last Riot Fest. Um, and uh, so we got to like see all these cool bands like Side Stage and Block Party played Silent Alarm front to back. Um, and it was so fucking cool. Nice. I just want. Yeah, that's that, rad.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's a festival that we are hoping to play soon. Like, yeah, so hopefully, yeah, um, maybe when it comes back, maybe we'll get the ask. That'd be fun. But, um, you know, guys, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show and for answering my questions. Um, you know, so everyone out there, be sure to check out their uh, pre-order for their new album, "Laughs," coming out on Take This to Heart Records. And yeah, it's sh- it's coming out later this month. Uh. Give them a listen. Kali Masi. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Andy.
2: Yeah, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it.
1: You got it.
0: And I won't be everything that I should